This is Mai, the Cosmic Nomad, and welcome to the Acetone Podcast. Hi, this is Mai, the Cosmic Nomad, and I'm with Paul Stewart, a good friend that I knew for a while, and an amazing photographer. Hey, Paul, how's it going? That's going pretty good. Thank you. These kind words. <laughs> I met Paul back in 2012. He was, at the time, a photographer slash DJ. How did you get into photography, Paul? The first time I ever picked up a camera was probably when I was a kid. But, um, you know, when I started understanding what a DSLR was, it was in high school. I was actually... Um, I went through like a course where a teacher would basically just give us a camera, black and white camera, and just tell us, you know, a rule of thirds or get the feel. And we'd have to come come back with three examples of uh, what we thought that was by researching it. And, you know, I'm that's how I learned is by doing it. So it was basically the first time I'd ever been in high school where I was like learning something because I was doing it, not just learning it because somebody told me how to do it. And it just, you know, three years after high school, I bought my own camera and started taking photos at Raves. And that's pretty much the rest is history. In this industry, how do you how do you approach clients and how do you get your current work? <laughs> that's I know. Speaking of what's going on right now, let's let's kind of push that to the side. But if this wasn't happening, how oh. would that process work? are through word of mouth a lot of i do like a you know i try to do marketing here and there but um yeah the most of it is just word of mouth and and uh, my portfolio really speaks for itself you know who are your biggest influences it's a tough question for me because i've never been like a a, a person who looks to other people's work for inspiration i mean that's a lie obviously i look for other people's work for inspiration but i don't necessarily know who they are i just find good work and i want to emulate that i i you know i I don't, uh, I've never really taken like an art course or an art uh, history or anything like that. So I've never really, there are obviously, I've learned about other photographers that ended up when I found out who they were and what their work was, like the, the regulars, Richard Avedon, like all these big, you know, fashion photographers. I, yeah. when I, who they were, I was like, yeah, no, okay, that's, that's amazing work. But I never really, I never really stuck out to me to, to look up to people. I've never really like emulated somebody directly. There, there, I mean, there's people, I guess there's, there's, that have given me, um, guidance. I have some friends that, um, that are very, very well known, um, you know, commercial photographers that have given me guidance. I've had, um, I guess loved ones. My, my mom's a huge influence, for example, like, you know, she's basically my biggest fan, but I don't necessarily have like a huge well of like, you know, things to, to emulate in terms of passion and, and skill or anything like that. I just, I love taking photos. I just do what I want to do and I, I do it how I want to do it. When did you start taking this seriously? From a hobby to when like, I, I can make money from this, you know? When Honestly, did it become that? When was that transition? There was a good 10 years where I was not really, like I was just taking photos for the, for the fun of it. Uh, and I would say about maybe eight years ago, I, um, I, uh, you know, I essentially just re realized that if I just turned on, if I just put all the, the photos that I'd taken up to that point onto a, a reasonably looking website that I could make money from it. And then I just started doing that um, more regularly. I started doing the whole Facebook ads campaign, the social media stuff, and I was just getting more work and more work. And then it just became my, 
my source of income, my main source of income. When you're working with clients compared to doing personal work, which one is more fulfilling for you? I would say personal work. It's always personal work that I think is the most fulfilling. Uh, that said, I've done some really cool stuff with clients. So, you know, it's not out of the question that a, a client-based project could be fulfilling, um, especially if they give me free reign. Uh, you know, it's very rare to get those clients. But when you get a client that's just like, I like your creative vision, you do you. And you're just like, okay, but but to what level should I do me? Is there any guidelines? And then they're like, no, 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 just do you, right? But are you yeah. sure you just want me to do me? Because then I'm back later, you know, that that whole like dance yeah. that you do with, with clients. Yeah, because you want to get paid and you want to make them happy. But at the same time, they did hire you for your style and your eye or, you know. If, you if they tell you to do something that's creative and they just trust your instincts, then like, how do you know that like, because it, it all the time right you, you know you do you you I, I trust you and then you do it they're like no no not like that not like that no. and that's always like that well i just spent all this time doing this thing that you told me i could do and now you're like no 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 no, not like that that's always one of those things that happens and that's why you're like so reluctant to just are you sure are yeah. you sure so currently how are you navigating this uh industry or photography right now in this current situation that we're in in and out of naps, frequent naps. Uh, I don't know, just trying to sharpen skills here and there, trying to figure out other sources of income, trying to figure out how to like get my, uh, you know, I've got a lot of landscape photography. I don't know if you can see this up here. This is a beautiful landscape photo that I took. Mm -hmm. Things like that, I like to get up on sites where people can buy prints. Things that I've been like, you know, uh, I haven't, I've been coming up with excuses, you know, uh, what's it called? postponing postponing and and um putting it off putting it off and now it's like i've got the time i have no excuse like just get it done so you know making making an email list for example what i was doing or this morning trying to get an email sent out so i could get people on a, on a mailing list and you know those are all the things that i've been doing. i've also been you know trying to do some product photography or trying to do what i just trying to do something with the time you've got all this free time might as well do something with it right yeah everything's changing and you got it and there it's true there's no excuse right now you have so much free time granted you cannot meet people to shoot in this circumstance it sucks because i'm in that same situation right now because i'm just so much ideas and i cannot meet these people in terms of your um personal work or client work how do you come up with your concepts like how is that How's that process? Do you write them down? Do you draw them out? Do you have a good back and forth with the client? Or in terms of your individual work, do you like how does that work? I usually um, I always usually sit on uh, Pinterest and or you know um, Instagram and just find inspiration. You know, find a series of photos that kind of have a similar vibe that I know I can do and that I'd like to try as well to add to my portfolio. And then you know, it really comes down to. Um, whether they're okay with it. And if not, then we just keep throwing stuff against the wall. When they come up with, when I come up with something that they actually, you know, want to want to go with, then it just comes down to execution, which is, you know, if I've, if I've seen the photos, I have a general idea of what the execution looks like. So then it just comes down to trial and error if I don't, you know. How's photography changed for you in the last um, 10 years? It's a lot easier to do. Is it because I mean, of the is it because of the digital like just strictly digital equipment is getting a lot better and a lot you know it can do a lot more. I would say that it's twofold, right? Obviously, the equipment and, and the um, the resources are becoming much easier and much more accessible. But I'd also say that over the last ten years or so, I've gotten uh, vastly more comfortable with understanding light 
and that is what like 95% of what photography is, is, is understanding and, and being able to shape and being able to do all these things to, to, to light, to make the photos look exactly how you want to. And I think that that's, you know, it's become more natural to me now, you know, there's still certain lighting setups that I still like, I look at and I go, how do you do that? But now it's because I've, I've so much experience, I can actually understand most light now. And that, and you know, those two combined have basically made things a little bit easier to, and obviously that, that that's not without the idea of like challenging myself. I want to challenge myself, but ultimately um, the, the like paid gigs are usually the ones that are very easy to like pull off. Were you always a digital guy or did you shoot film before? I shot film until it became too bloody. <laughs> I, I, I just can't, I can't, realistically, I can't justify spending that kind of money on film anymore. I would like to keep it. And I also think my film camera's busted. So I haven't, I haven't really like developed anything out of it for a very long time. So I don't even know if it works properly. But I did start on film, if that's the question. In terms of your past, like what was a moment that kept you motivated in photography? Like that said, you know what, I can just, I should just keep doing this. It's a happy place. You know, every single time I pick up a camera and I start taking photos, I suddenly get like an, an, an um, overcome with energy and, and motivation. And that's the kind of thing that we all live for. So there's nothing. The only thing that keeps me going is just the fact that every single time I pick up my camera, it's there and it, it makes me happy. <laughs> what is your I would say, what is your most favorite project you've worked on? Like what's one that stands out for you? I think I sent you a photo blue blue uh she's outside she's in, like out by a tree that was one of my favorites i was working with friends it was a it was a you know for submission and you know i really just figured out we all vibed together really well the model really vibed really well and it, not that i hadn't worked with models before that were really cool but like we just had a really great time and and she was the exact kind of like look i was going for that really like heroin chic kind of look and that the results and it was all it was at dusk too and that was the first time i figured out that the lighting i really really enjoyed was dusk lighting and not like, i'm talking like a magic hour i'm talking about like the sun had gone down and i had this little window of, of like an hour where it was just like the night sky was and i'd uh, bumped up the ISO and that whole look of the photo just worked for me. Certain photographers, yeah, have that certain time that they like to shoot or certain weather overcast or high contrast. What is a project that you disliked working on? Certain magazine. <laughs> a nameless magazine. Is it a magazine that, 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 that I know? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I any projects that I, you know, there's, there's certain clients that I obviously had to deal with. I've, I've shot weddings here and there where, you know, when I was starting out as a photographer, I shot weddings and had clients through the wedding industry that I was just like, nope. Um, but I don't shoot weddings really that much anymore unless it's people I know or people that I've vetted. Um, you know, I've had some, I've had some clients who didn't understand what they were paying for. Mm -hmm. It was hard to sort of like, to be nice and friendly and and talk to them with a professional manner but then listen to them insult you over and over again and call you an idiot and call you a whatever and it's just like this is not i don't have to take this those are always i've, I've only had a few it's not like it's uh, it's a regular occurrence but you know there's projects like that where you're just you've done all this great work you thought you were doing exactly what they were asking for and then they just changed their mind at the last minute and then they get shitty with you like you've done something wrong even though you completely verified within the entire process I've done. You know what I mean? Like those kinds of projects. Yeah. 
that really great on you. Is there a current trend in photography that interests you or you're like steering clear of? It's a good question, actually. There's a lot of photographers doing over editing these days. Mm -hmm very easy to do editing and i think people especially with the sony's um are you know <laughs> taking photos and uh and over editing them to the point where like yeah it's a great before and after you get an idea but like you know i've i've fallen into the trap as well just to, to sort of get some traction on you know online marketing whatever or social media marketing just to see if like that will actually gain more followers or whatever but you know i'm a very I, I, I hate to over over edit, but then that seems to be the trend. So then you're like, okay, well, should I do that? And yeah, I don't know. It's it's always a rat race when it comes to that kind of stuff. I, I honestly, I I look at the the over edited photos and I think, wow, those are beautiful. And then I and then I look at it before and after. I'm just like, that's a lot of work, you know. Like, is that really what this is about? You're going to spend an hour to two hours on each photo. <laughs> do you feel that this over editing is kind of taking away people's eye and they just like, you know what, I'll do it in post after? Um, I think it's distracting for a lot of people. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I've always been told to get it right in camera, right? So if, yeah. you're, if you're taking the photo, the photo is good when you take it. Um, but then, you know, that's part of the whole difference now than it was years ago is that we do have the ability to edit and we do have the ability to edit on our phones for Christ's sake. Like it's very easy to create eye-catching eye imagery by just editing on your phone, which is, you know, people are obviously playing with that. People are going through the motions. Can they turn it into a business? Who knows? So like, you know, it might be great to make these great images, but can you turn it into a viable business? Uh, you know, uh, and that's, you know, I've been around for long enough. I'm, I'm not some crazy, you know, <laughs> photographer by any means, but I've, I've, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for creating a business out of it so <laughs> some of these people that come around they're taking photos are they going to turn it into a business or are they just going to get tired of it and do something else later you know is an artist's life or in your case a photographer's life lonely it's a unique one i think a lot of people don't get it i think that but I, i've got like a really great support system so i don't really think of it as lonely i think of it as just you know i got a lot of friends who live like curiously through through me you know like Ooh, what's your day like today mine's boring and i go to work every day and i just do this and it's like what's yours like today and you know <laughs> i don't i don't i don't i'm not by myself if that's what the, the the question is about is it different than everybody else's definitely different lifestyle <laughs> but i think that it's i just i have a great support system so i don't consider it lonely because if, I don't, I, I do spend a lot of time in my own head, but I feel like that's just the natural anxiety of me. I don't necessarily equate that with the artist's life, but that's not to say that it probably could be the artist's life. I don't know. I, I don't think of it that way because I just don't think of it that way. What is a dream project that you would love to work on? Uh, TIFF comes around every year and there's a, there's one photographer last year I think it was, um, Pronenberg has a daughter, Caitlin, I think her name is, and she's a photographer. And so last year at TIFF, she was just, she had a photo booth doing like these incredible portraits of all the celebrities that were coming through on these things. That's the kind of project I would love to work on. Like taking, you know, candid, uh, goofy portraits of like these really, really cool, uh, you know, well-rounded or, or well-interesting um, people. You know, they just happen to be celebrities, but I'm talking like yeah. the experience 
like, you know, that's the kind of shit that I'd love to work with, but not just celebrities. It just happens to be, that's the one thing that came to mind first. I'd also like to do that with directors and like, you know what I mean? Everybody that's involved in film and TV and all kind of stuff, because they're just, it's a fascinating uh, world for me, like meaningful portraiture. Uh, you know, not just like a take a portrait that's a friggin' headshot. I mean, like something that actually captures that person's personality. That's one of the things I've been trying to do with my entire career is fashion stuff. The models that I would be working with, I'd be like, no, give me like a smile or like a cheeky look or something like that. And they would be like, really? And I would be like, yeah, why, why not? Like, I'm, and they're just, they're shocked because they're just like, we usually we just keep a blank face on her and like just do poses. And it's like, but that's not interesting to me. That's not, it's not. Yeah. But people think photography is 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 a is a button pushing job. I think that one of the things it's taken for me from from you know to me to learn personally is that it, it's more of a people job, right? If you're not if you're not engaging the person that you're taking photos of and capturing them in a in a natural in a natural moment, then there's no real point in doing it. But then I think a lot of people that are starting to take photos now are definitely they just think it's a button pushing job. They just think it's oh, now that I've got a Sony and I can like go in any lighting situation <laughs> and I can take a thing that I want to, I just push a button and then I just edit the shit out of it later. And, and I think that those are the ones that are just going to, they're fly by the wind, right? They're not really, they're not in photography for, for the love of it. They're in photography because they just, they, they feel like it's an easy way to gain clout on the internet. You know, what's your beef with Sony? No, no, no. I honestly don't even care. I just feel like everyone, the, the new breed of photographers all bought Sony's. That's all I'm saying. It's not about um, <laughs> it's whether you can see, you can or can't take a good photo with it. I'm just saying that for, what, for anybody that just got into photography, they all bought Sony. You can, literally, you can shoot in any lighting scenario because it literally sees in the dark. Disclaimer, yeah. I would own a Sony if I could right now. I've already invested all my money into Canon, right? What do you, what do you dislike about other photographers or what do you like is there new things that are like like what is something that you on both fact, sides i like the fact that there are people out there who inspire me that's pretty much what the, the, the extent of it i wouldn't say that there's any trend or anything like that specific um when i see photos that i like i i figure out how to make that image that's what it's all about it's like if you're not surrounding yourself with people who are better and 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 inspire you then there's no real point and it just it, and what like there's nothing that I would pinpoint as like you're doing it wrong. I just don't follow those people. I don't look at those people. I just zone that out. I block that out. Right now in this current situation, do you feel that governments should support artists? Yeah, I mean, as far as they can, absolutely. But uh, I mean, there's I think the world needs to reframe what they value. I think that that's a that's a societal change. It's not really a government thing. And I think that if the society itself changes what they value, those uh, governments will have to adhere to those things because the government is suppo supposed to work for us. We've had that long conversation before. Yeah. Um, the, the government is supposed to work for us, but people value the wrong things right now. People are constantly valuing fucking celebrities and sports people that they were the first jobs to go and they're they're going to be fine. So the people that are going to suffer and the ones and, you know, they they have you know, the benefits that they've been giving out are, are attainable for people that are self-employed. So, you know, they have done that. But I mean, the fact is that we as a society should probably in the in the time when we're doing well support these artists so they don't have to rely on the government, you know? Um, what is a memorable response to your artwork or your photography? I have a, I have a, a book and every single time I show the book to somebody, 
they stop on a on a particular photo that they like is always the most favorite response to everything because now I'm like, okay, what why did you like that one out of this book? You know, there's people that will look through a book of your of your work and and they will just stop on one page and it's because they've connected with that image for whatever reason. I'm I love that those moments. Those are the best reactions because whatever that photo is, I like it, but I'm curious to know now why they like it. That's always the best response. I always love the response too when you when you tell somebody that you're a photographer and they they're like, oh yeah, and then you show them your work and their immediate response is like, oh, and you're like, yeah, that's right. I'm actually a good photographer because the first was like, yeah, sure, you're a photographer. The second. <laughs> Oh shit. No, you are actually a good photographer. I don't know why I didn't think that you would be. So it's the saturation now too, with like iPhone cameras where somebody can take a, a really good, and this is the other thing that inspires me too, right? If somebody can take a great photo with an iPhone, then what the fuck am I doing? I'm a professional photographer with a professional camera. I should be able to take much better photos. So that's the, to me, that's, um, that's inspiration. But also if people can see that if, if the regular people can see that people can take great photos with their iPhone, they think that your job is basically like anybody can do it. Anybody with an iPhone can do it. And it's like to a degree, if you know how to use an iPhone, yes, that is to a degree true. But that's what's happened is that it's sort of like watered down what people actually understand photography to be. If it's yeah. just a good photo with an iPhone, then why the fuck am I paying you this much for this? Um, it's because like there's a difference between an iPhone on what I'm going to supply to you. You know what I mean? It's a real lens. It's real depth of field. It's not some fake fucking algorithm, the depth of field, all these kinds of things. But they won't, a lot of people, the general population has no idea the difference in those in those things. And that's unfortunate, but that's what it's done is that there's no mystery behind it anymore. You can take good photos with an iPhone. The people who understand the difference between a good photo on an iPhone and a real photographer's photo, those are your client base now because everybody else is just like, well, I can do it with an iPhone. Do you feel that they're not necessarily bogged down by all these other supposed restrictions like uh, knowing light exposure compensation or white balance or bracketing or you name it, or even lens or focal length? They're just focusing on capturing that image and then they can just press, okay. If the iPhone algorithm is doing it for you, why would you need to learn any of that stuff anyways, right? To the people who who can see the difference, the tastemakers out there that can see the difference between somebody who, you know, an iPhone photo and, a, and an actual professional photo. That's why I say those are your those are your fans now. That's the you know you they've essentially. I mean, like the same thing happened to every industry. You know, like you know, music producers, music writers, all that kind of stuff. They used to be legendary, and now. Pretty much anybody with a MacBook can make music and a lot of it's gone viral. So like these people who have been, you know, have an entire room filled with recording studio equipment are basically getting losing money or at least potential money. I, I hate to, to put it like that because it's not losing money if they've gone. But, the, you know, these other creators are coming along and creating something that the attention is now on that was done with just a laptop. The same thing happens with, with every industry with technology, right? Eventually, we're all going to be you know, supplanted by robots anyway. So. <laughs> Don't you think there's a resurgence of the analog or at least quality-wise? Because people, everything's so quick and so disposable in a sense. People want quality. like Especially now when I'm looking at people being stuck at home, more of a um, quality-based interaction with art or photography. I think that what's the, the, the trends that I'm seeing right now are people that are just kind of pushing their creativity with like what they can do at home. Um, I don't see it as, and I think everybody, as soon as this, this whole thing 
this quarantine's lifted, everybody's going to go out with a vengeance and just like get back. Because it's going to be summer. Summer now, people are just going to go out there, take as many photos as they possibly can, ramp up it, ramp it all up. And it's, you know, I would like to imagine that we would live in a world where people would go back to, to, to appreciating the analog and appreciating the, the, the content more. But, you know, I'm, I honestly just feel like it's just going to go back to the way that it was. Idealistically, I would, I would hate that to happen. I would want it to go in a different direction, but something tells me that we're creatures of habit. People are creatures of habit, unfortunately. I don't think for me, at least, it's not that different because I would self-isolate anyway. As a creative person, you self-isolate anyway. So yes, this is no different in my regular life. I, I spend days on just like sitting in my apartment doing work and or whatever. So this is the only difference is I, uh, I don't get to enjoy the sun. And as you can see, it's creating a really pasty look on my friggin' complexion. <laughs> I am white as the day is no nope, long the, days long. I think yes. it's the days long. <laughs> what advice would you give to other up and coming photographers? Don't pick up a camera. Pause. Don't don't pick up a camera. Why? <laughs> For being a photographer. No, I don't know. I, I honestly just it's the this is like um this is funny because it's become a, a bit of an online meme uh on, on the Twitters recently, which I know you're not a part of, so um, yeah, I'm not. A, <laughs> people don't find. I'm not on Twitter, so if whoever you find there, that's not me. But you can find Paul. <laughs> no, I would say that like there was a there was a meme or, or a joke recently because somebody just said you got to keep you got to just keep shooting. You got to keep you got to put in the work. And and it's funny because obviously he said it over Twitter, so he sounded like a douche. But um, it's true. Like ultimately, with photography, the only way that you're ever going to get good at something is by continuing to to do it continuing to practice, continuing to try new things, to push yourself out of your comfort zone, to, um, you know, to come up with new concepts, to try new things, to just really like, there's no, you, there's no shortcut. You can't just become a photographer by buying a camera, which I've seen a lot of people try to do. And it's like, well, if I just buy the expensive camera, like, no, you could actually, when I first started, I started off with the cheapest camera I could find and, and reach the limitations of that camera and then realized I needed an upgrade. And then I needed a new lens and then I needed a new whatever. So don't jump in, you know, dive in with a lot of money. Just start taking photos. Even if it's with your iPhone, just start taking photos, understand the basics, understand, you know, depth of field, the rule of thirds, all those like basic concepts of photography and then upgrade upgrade when you realize, okay, now I've reached the limitation of this particular device I'm with. I need a new lens. I need new whatever. And I need to become, I need to, I need studio lighting. I need whatever. Like if I want this particular look, what do I need to make this shot? Google it first of all, because it's every bit of information is on the internet. Google it to get away with buying or what you can do with the cheapest amount. And then when you realize, Hey, I bought this really cheap thing and it's not what I need, but now I've just wasted my money. Well then that's how you learn. Like don't buy the cheapest thing. If you can afford the more expensive thing, all those kinds of things, you're never going to learn any of that by me telling you, but mm -hmm. you will be doing it yourself. So how can people reach you and get a hold of you on the internet? Paulsteward.com and at Paul Franks at, uh, on the Instagrams. And that is P A U L underscore P no P A U L underscore F R A N C S. Oh, it looks nice, Paul. I see a few faces that I know. So you're Toronto based. Do you do just strictly portraiture? No, I do a lot of fashion or beauty or 
I work with a lot of uh, musicians as well to create just really interesting por- portraiture and or artwork for whatever they need it for. Do you like black and white or color mostly? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love when I go through photos that are that end up being inspiration, like that end up being inspiration for other photo shoots, they end up being black and white. So I don't know. It's, it's I'm not one or the other specific. I do gravitate more towards black and white photography, but then I end up shooting more color. <laughs> one last thing. Do you think people starting out in photography should start out and film? No, I think if you're going to start off, I would start off with the, with the lowest amount of investment. I started off in film, but that's because it's the only thing that was available. If, uh, I would have picked up th- how to take photos much better with a, with a digital camera and then maybe find film later because I wouldn't have wasted all the money on the film and stuff. I mean, the amount of money that I wasted when I started off with film, just like reels and reels of photos that are just black or just white or whatever, like they're useless. And in hindsight, if I'd have invested all that money into a digital camera at the time, I would have been vastly better off and vastly quit. Like I would have learned so much more faster. I'm not a purist like you. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a purist. I'm just, (laughs) it's just for me, photography is just a tool. And if it, any way that I can tell the story or the look or the feel that I'm going for, I would draw it if I needed to, or I would use a camera if I needed, or I'll just do shoot video or, you know, or music, whatever I can do. And photography is just one of the tools that I use to elicit emotion, pretty much. That's how I view it. That's just my weirdness of everything. Person, I like to do things practically. <laughs> I, I don't, the emotion thing you know i've never thought about it as a as a as a as an emotion creating uh, medium the responses i get from my my stuff are, are surprising to me because i guess it's never really been a thing for me to look at photography as as a as an, a way to elicit emotion um so when somebody does i'm usually surprised and very flattered all right, Paul, we're going to bring this to an end. What, what's your Twitter handle? Because you're a Twitter guy, so people can get at you. Same thing as, same thing as, um, as Instagram, at, at Paul underscore Franks. All right, Mr. Paul Stewart. I will talk to you when this whole thing is over in person and um, see if we Stay all safe. survive this whole thing. Stay safe, good sir. Will do. Take it easy, good sir. All right, this is this is Paul Stewart, and I'm my the Cosmic Nomad. Peace, weirdos. For more episodes, you can find us on Spotify and Google Play. For the visual recording of this episode, you can go to YouTube at Acid X Tone Channel. Follow us on Instagram at Acid X Tone at Cosmic underscore Nomads. 